Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Fedor. It is September 16th, 2022, 7.14 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, 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 hello. I'm going to stop apologizing uh, for when I don't do weekly podcasts. Like, things happen, and sometimes maybe I'm not in the mood. Maybe sometimes it just isn't feasible at the time. Maybe I don't even have anything to talk about, so... Generally, these podcasts will come out on Fridays, so I, I, I'm sorry. Like, the weekly thing is just escaping me as of right now. It's just because, you know, life stuff. So, hello. Welcome to the podcast. It's been two weeks. How are you? What's going on? What have you been up to? How's, uh, how's the family? How's the job? Um, you look good. You, have you lost weight? You been, you been lifting that iron, changing your diet? Awesome. Awesome. Good job. Good job. Proud of you. That's great. That is fantastic, even. Ah, uh, it's, it's been a week. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been, it's been. And I hope you've been succeeding and thriving and just doing your best. You making your bed? I'm not. I, I've been neglecting my bed. I will admit. I will admit. However, I have been reading more. So that's, that's a plus. I'll take that, you know, I'll see what I can do about making my bed though. Like I know I keep saying and encouraging it and it's exactly what happens. Like, you know, what's good for you, you know how to do it. And when you try to implement it, just because it's not a habit, it's difficult to keep that habit going. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the, the first of every year, you know, everyone makes their new year's resolutions and they're like, I'm going to go and work out, join a gym membership. And they do. They join a gym membership. They join a gym, get a membership. That thing. And they go for about two weeks. And then like on and off the next week. And then, oh man, I slipped up. So then they go the whole next week. But then they slip up. And then it's because they slipped up before, they're like, oh, I'll jump back on that horse. And then they don't jump back on that horse. And then they just pay for a membership. They'll be like, you know what? I should really get back into it. I'm going to. And then they don't. That's basically what the making the bed habit thing is I'm, I, I lapsed and I'm going to try and get back on it. But yeah, what's going on? Hi, sup? I'm rambling now. So I hope you've been doing well. I hope you've been taking care of yourselves to the best of your ability. Um, and if you're not, it's okay. Like I said, yeah, you, if you fall off the horse, just do your best to get back on it and keep going. Man, it's difficult. I know that. I understand that. But that's what we got to do. That is what we have to do. So, I have some things to talk about. I have some articles to share of a wide variety. There is some news that we do have to get to. Uh, just because, you know, world events have occurred. And we will discuss said world events within this podcast. Um... And in its own fashion with this podcast, it will be in the form of an article because that's just what and how I do. I've also been thinking of potentially incorporating like a poetry portion of this. You know, like if you write a poem and you want me to read it, then I will. If, if I think it's good enough to be on the podcast. And I know you're thinking, wait, you have standards to your podcast. Have you listened to your podcasts? I have actually, uh, for the sake of quality testing. Yeah, I've listened to my podcasts. 
I think a poetry segment would be fine. So if you think that's a good or bad idea, email the podcast, fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts, your ideas, topics to discuss, articles of interest. Just say hello, fsofpodcast at gmail.com. So let's talk, huh? Let's talk about this two-week update that I have for you, which is actually going to be kind of short, in all honesty. Like, a lot has happened, but it's it's like a lot. It's like, you know, it's like a lot has happened, but it's not like, oh, a lot has happened. So this is what has happened. Oh, my knee. Oh, first, before we get into that, uh, as always, commemorate the podcast with a toast. A shot, rather. So, here's to you, my dear listeners. Here's to me, asshole in the room with a microphone. Here's to the podcast. I don't know what episode this is. I've lost track. But, nonetheless, to the FSOF podcast. Cheers. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is what I have for you. <clears throat> when I want to do this podcast on the 9th, I was going to announce a couple of things. <clears throat> Thing number one is that I started my new job. I started that on the 6th, and it's going great so far. Um, you know, <clears throat> same company, different location. And it's been going great. Um, I enjoy my coworkers. I enjoy my boss. The clientele is shocked to um, <laughs> hear a, a man pick up the phone because I guess the other employees have primarily been women, <clears throat> all of them. So the fact that someone, not only is a man answering the phone, but then a man that has my voice is answering the phone is kind of throwing off the clientele a little bit to the point where they're even asking, did I call the right place? Yes, you called the right place. I'm a new hire. It's okay. What can I do for you? So, there was that. Yeah, everything's going well. I'm learning things, actually. I'm learning a lot of things. I feel as if I can truly trust and lean on my coworkers. Um, because they're, they're well experienced in the field of insurance. Uh, one of my coworkers come next month actually will be working for this same employer for 21 years. And then my other coworker is just, she's been in insurance since 2004, 2005. Uh, so she's, she has time under her belt as well. Now, while I have been in life insurance for a while, it's difficult to say whether or not I actually did anything with life insurance. I was knowledgeable with it, of course. I had to get my license, of course. But as far as actually like applying that knowledge and trying to um, get people to purchase it, that was the difficult part, just because that that previous job, you know, some years ago, that was just commission, purely commission-based. There was no hour, hourly wage. There was no offer of salary, nothing. So, uh, I, while I'm familiar with life insurance, and I'm obviously still familiar with it now, 
as far as like being a salesman, I wasn't really able to develop those skills. And here I have the ability to do so almost basically as like the primarily uh, primary sales guy. So we'll see how that goes. That seems to be their strategy with this new place of work is while the office is primarily a maintain, they want me to go out and expand a little bit as far as, um, <clears throat> as far as just help maintain, obviously, but yeah, expand the clientele a little bit and get some more policies, which is fine. I will do my best. I don't try to sell. I just try to talk to people. That's, that's all I do. My intention is never necessarily to sell and sell like upsell. I don't do that. What do you need? How can I provide it? This is what I got. Period. Period. No pressure. None whatsoever. So there is that as far as my job goes. A little bit of sad news, and I will not announce the family, uh, but I will be attending a funeral tomorrow. So my respects and condolences to the family who have lost one of their kin. And it's difficult to know that all you can do is just be there. Because the emotional pain is, is, it's deep. All you can do is just be there. What can I do for you? And you just have to be a shoulder, be an ear. And it's not great. Dealing with the death of a family member is never easy. Unless you absolutely hated them, you were glad that they were gone. But that's another story. No, that has not happened to me. Although, I will say that I was kind of happy that one of my aunt's fiancés died. Died from cancer. I wish he didn't die that way, but, you know. There's some people that just... Nah. That's a different story. So, job happened. You know, that's happening. Um, if you've noticed, I've been getting back into streaming, playing some games, getting closer and closer to beating Elden Ring. So that's cool. That's exciting. Trying to have plans as far as streaming goes, as well as this podcast. There needs to be a little bit of restructuring, you know. I'm also not even sure I announced that I adopted a new cat. His name is Monty. No, it's not a replacement for Chalk. I still love and miss my Chalk boy. But Monty needed a home, and we were able to provide it. So, our pets of cats, our, our flock of cats, as one might say, is back up to four. And here are their names. We have Rocky, Monty, Mally, Remy. Notice a pattern? It's true. So that has happened. And that's really all the news that I can think of. Like I said, it's like, yeah, it's been busy and it's been, you know, there's new things have occurred, but it's not like, let me rant and rave about this and that and blah. So, um, unless he wanted me to rant about insurance, but no one wants anyone to rant about insurance unless they specifically ask the question. That's kind of another thing that I thought about bringing to the podcast other than the poetry thing. Like, do the poetry thing is one thing, potentially. It was suggested to me by a former co-worker that, yeah, you should really get, like, uh, intro music and outro music to the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. 
I feel that that steers away from like a traditional podcast. That feels like it's a little more modernized, you know? So I've been debating about that. And, um, oh, there was another thing. You know, the intro, the poetry stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been thinking about maybe, like, getting guests on here on a more regular basis other than just myself. Which is fine if it's just myself. It's just, no, I don't. Like I said previously, like, this podcast is just, like, topics that I want to talk about that I find interesting that I hope the audience finds interesting. There's no, like, true set structure other than intro, pep you up. My weekly update, or weekly updates. Some articles and some news, and then that's the podcast. So I'm wondering if maybe there needs to be a restructure, a revamp of what and how I do this. And if you have suggestions, again, email the FSOF podcast. The Gmail account is there, it always has been. I will say this much, speaking of the podcast... And I've mentioned a couple before, but another individual, another entity has reached out to me like, hey, we love the FSOF podcast. We want to be able to utilize and talk to you or it's like, okay, fine. So I responded to them I'm like, okay, if you want to talk to me, answer these questions, then we'll talk. Nothing yet. So I don't know who or what or why they were. Yeah, so those that's what's primarily happening is just trying to get used to the new job trying to deal with you know the individual who lost their um their relative uh trying to recover financially since not having a job for a month or at least not receiving a paycheck for a month which cuts deep i was not at the previous job long enough for me to be able to establish a nest egg I might be able to do that with this job. Uh, getting back into streaming's fine. It's just, you know, life is life. Life is busy. Life is tough. Life is hard. Yeah. Like I said, it's like, I have news, but it's not like news. But speaking of news, there are some interesting news which has been developing. Uh, one of them I just found before I actually loaded up this podcast. And it's odd. It's odd. And the only reason why I bring it up is because it's from my home state of Illinois. Uh, oh, speaking of Illinois... Um, remember how I said previously, you know, I went to Chicago, visited my family and did that interview with that talent agency. They passed me up and the audition that I did previously last month, they also passed me up. So I'm back to square one. There's a, another showcase at the end of this month. And then there's one more for the year at the end of next month. And that's it. I don't know if and when they'll start it up next year. If they do, awesome. If they don't, unfortunate. But there we go. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I get so many callbacks, and then, you know, nothing happens from it. And 
It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. So, speaking of Illinois, this article. This article intrigues me. It comes from, you know, <laughs> attyahoo.com. Of course, all articles which I read or reference will be in the description below. But it says, Illinois becomes the first state to pass, quote-unquote, the purge law. And it writes, Illinois is passing a law that some would say will make history. Illinois is looking to be the first state in the United States to abolish cash bail. And the consequences of passing such a law have many believing the state could mirror the horror movie The Purge. In the film, citizens were given 24 hours to commit all crimes they wanted. On January 1st of 2023, the Safety Act will commence in the state of Illinois. This act will get rid of the cash bail system in, it, in its entirety. Entirety, excuse me. The name SAFETY is an acronym for Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today. Those that instated the act believe it will reduce arrests and limit those put away based on the crime. Non-detainable offenses. There are 12 non-detainable offenses where the new law would end cash bail. The law includes second-degree murder, arson, drug-induced homicide, robbery, kidnapping, aggravated bat battery, burglary, intimidation, aggravated driving under the influence, fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. Quote, I'm very concerned about an increase in violent crime. But again, I do want to stress there is still time to fix it. And the state's attorneys are working very hard, as we have been for the last year and a half, to fix this law. It is very fixable, where we can still elim eliminate cash bail, but make sure the right people are in custody and everybody else who's not a danger gets out. End quote, said state state's attorney. Robert Berlin. The Safety Act would allow criminals a pre-trial release for the crimes listed above, and if prosecutors fail to show, quote, clear and convincing evidence, end quote, that alleged could be a threat to a specific individual. Unfortunately, the consequences of the Safety Act make an impact on how fast arrest criminals must be dealt with, because prosecutors would only have 48 hours to decide whether the alleged criminal should be released. Investigators believe that 48 hours isn't enough time to collect valuable evidence from surveillance cameras, laboratory work, and forensic research. Reason for the Safety Act as controversial as this law could be, let's look, at, let's look at how this came about. For many years in the United States, many have called to abolish the cash bail system. Three out of five people that are in jail have not been convicted of any crimes. That's about half a million people wasting away in jail cells before that there's even a trial because of the lack of actually investigating and research. The Center for American Progress believes the cash bail system is most jurisdictions in most jurisdictions across the U.S. are, quote, criminalizing poverty, end quote. 
Most in detention can't afford the bail and spend weeks to even months awaiting trial. This system mostly affects communities of color who already have the odds stacked against them across the country. Hence, quote, studies show that pretrial detention can actually increase a person's likelihood of a of re-arrest upon release, perpetuating an endless cycle of arrest and incarceration, end quote, stated the Institute. I don't know what the Institute is, but that sounds like some big brother shit right there. So I don't know. It's, that's interesting, to say the very least. Illinois is a rather interesting state as well, so... I wasn't expecting Illinois to create such a law, but at the same time, it is fairly liberal, I suppose. So, I don't know. I, I find that interesting. I just, the only reason why I share that is because it's from Illinois. If it was from any other, um, any other state, I would have read the article because the purge law, I haven't seen any of those movies. I know they exist. I know they're interesting. The word of the day, I guess. But I haven't actually watched them myself, so I, I know what they're about, um, obviously. But, yeah, I, it's it was interesting for me enough to be able to read it on the podcast. If it was any other state, I would have read it and be like, yeah, okay, interest, interesting. Again, interesting. And then moved on. So, I guess that's the interesting article. <laughs> for the podcast but there's some video game news which has happened recently which we're going to get to I believe I have already uh, stipulated that God of War has released its release date which is November 9th of this year November 9th 2022 is when God of War Ragnarok comes out so let's talk about God of War Ragnarok again like I do with most and all video games that I am anticipating and I want to play I have not seen a single trailer I have not seen anything of that nature because I want it all to be a surprise to me when I play it firsthand and I think that's how all of us should do. Like, it's good, I guess, for, like, these trailers to be released for those who want to see it. But I think that trailers are spoilers. So I don't, I don't want to see the designs. I have not seen a single design of Thor or any of the other enemies. I have seen... I'm sorry, not of Thor. I've seen I've seen Thor. I haven't seen Odin. That's who I meant. So I just yeah, I want it all to be a surprise and I I'm so looking forward to Ragnarok. It sucks that it's coming out on a Wednesday of all days to release a game. You don't wait until the weekend? Could you at least make it November 11th? No, of course not. Of course not. Anyway, uh, the reason why I mentioned God of War Ragnarok is because the goodies for this game, if you do the pre-release and like the 
limited edition uh, bundle. Like they just keep adding things on there. And I'm hoping that with this job, I'll be able to afford to just spoil myself a little bit and get uh, the limited edition release goodies. Because check this out. GamesRadar.com came out with an article uh, three days ago by Allie Jones. And it's entitled, The Limited Edition God of War Controller is the Stuff of Dreams. So, let us read. God of War Ragnarok is getting a custom wolf-themed controller to celebrate its launch. Ahead of a new God of War Ragnarok trailer during today's State of Play, Sony revealed the limited edition controller which is set to launch alongside the game on November 9th. Sporting a blue and white color scheme, what really sets the controller apart are the Nordic-style wolves on its central button. Presumably representing Kratos and Atreus, thanks to their relative size they also pair nicely with the purple uh with the lupin pals uh that appeared in the new gameplay trailer again haven't seen it i don't want to see it i'm good thanks uh the controller also got its own trailer above which certainly leans on those wolves as well as the frosty theme of the game itself which centers around the oncoming uh fimble winter uh, the everlasting winter that hails the end of the world in Norse mythology. Beyond that, there's little new footage to be seen as the fight scene depicts in the video shown up earlier this year. There's little sense as to exactly how limited this limited edition controller is likely to be, but it's fair to say that given the popularity of Sony's other major accessories in recent months, you might want to move quite fast with pre-orders open on September 27th. If you're looking to grab one for yourself, Brutal Combat was the theme of today's state of play, as well as God of War Ragnarok's new trailer. We got a Tekken 8 reveal and two excellent looking but very different samurai titles. And that is our next topic of discussion. I don't know if you know this, but I am a little bit of a fan of, of fighting games. Uh, I'm not great at them, but I do appreciate fighting games, and I do appreciate the fighting game community. So, with that said, Videogamer.com came out with an article titled Tekken 8 is confirmed for PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. This was updated, last updated, two days ago, September 18th, by Ben Borthwick. And it says, Bandai Namco have formally revealed Tekken 8 this evening with the latest entry in the beat-em-up series in development. We got our first proper look at the game as part of this evening's PlayStation Showcase event where fans were treated to a dramatic scene of series, mainstays, Kazuya Mishimi and Jin Kazama, Kaza, Kazama, Kazama, yes, duking it out in the rain. Uh, series producer and director Katsuhiro Harada offered up some more information on the PlayStation blog on the upcoming title. The impressive looking footage is apparently taken from story mode, where it's told it's not even pre-rendered but real-time footage and a blistering 60 frames per second. Awesome. 
Of course, more of the focus is on the next-generation graphics afforded by the new-generation hardware. The raindrops falling on the fighters and the lightning effects from their abilities all make the trailer pop. The stages too, uh, the stages too will be very dramatic. We see a giant tanker wreck in the background, which we're told will get closer to the shore the longer the fight goes on. There's no release date or even window for Tekken 8 just yet, alas. We're told the game is still in development, so we'll have to wait for more. The game will launch on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC whenever it does. Uh, Tekken 8 teaser at Evil and more. Bandai Namco first released Tekken 8 to show uh, during an Evil fighting game championship last night. The tease came at the end of an updated video for Tekken 7. While the video mainly focuses on a free update to the seven-year-old fighter, uh, there was a surprise waiting at the end. The video switched to a famous ending scene from the original Tekken, where Kaizwa uh, drops his father Haichi. Haihachi, thank you, off a cliff, 1994 graphics and all. The scene then cuts to a more modern looking model as he looks at the camera with the words, get ready, looming large and center. Tekken 8 prediction release date. While it wasn't much, it was enough to send fans into a frenzy about a potential new Tekken title. Director of the series, uh, Katsuhiro Harada, would pour fuel onto the fire by retweeting an image of the trailer with the get ready catchphrase as a caption. Right now, we don't have anything else to go on. Presumably, with Street Fighter VI on the way next year, Bandai Namco will want to try and take on its biggest rival in 2023. With no formal announcements of a name, we have to assume development may not be quite as far along. Therefore... We'd estimate right now Tekken 8 to hit in the later 2023, even 2024. Hopefully we'll hear more from Harada-san or the Tekken team soon. So, if you're into fighting games or just the Tekken franchise, you should be hyped. You should be hyped. I've watched this trailer. I don't mind watching this trailer just because it's a fighting game and I'm not too familiar or committed to like the Tekken series nor its story. But yeah, it's it looks great. It looks great. So be on the lookout for that if you are indeed a fighting game fam. Honestly, like I'm glad that Tekken and Street Fighter, they're still continuing the franchise and they're still making more interesting and modern updates to uh, fighting game mechanics. Something that I wish that they would bring back is um, just because it's nostalgic for me. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, Killer Instinct, and I find that it's a shame that the franchise has essentially been abandoned, even though that it, it has been, you know, the main event and the main game at, um, at Evo for, for a couple of years when it was re-released and when the seasons were coming out. I don't know why there's not a season four. I don't know why they're not coming out with more uh, Killer Instinct stuff. Uh, maybe Matt McMuscles has come out with a Wahapa video of uh, of Killer Instinct. If he does, I'm going to have to find it. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I would want to know. And I'm sure that if 
Mammoth Muscles did do that, the Maximilian would be right alongside with him, stipulating what happened because Max was right there alongside the development and the advertisement of Killer Instinct because he loves that game too. He loves that franchise. So we'll see what happens. That's the fighting game community, I think... It's been a while since I've actually looked into it. I think it has been silenced or just quiet for a while, and it's probably as a result of COVID, uh, in all honesty. Uh, sorry, sip of water. But yeah, I don't know what's been going on with it. I think Soul Calibur did a couple of things with like some characters coming out. Um... Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, I think, is done creating new characters and new packs and this and that. I haven't heard anything about any type of, like, Injustice 3. So, and then Mortal Kombat I, has done, like, Mortal Kombat 11 or Mortal Kombat X. And all those expansions, I think, are done. So, maybe they're developing a new Mortal Kombat game. I don't know. But at least Street Fighter 6 and Tekken 8 are coming out in order to try and just keep that community alive and thriving. So, if you know anything about any of that, again, email me, fsofpodcast at gmail.com, because I'm out of the loop. You know, trying to just survive and thrive through life events and jobs and, you know, I'm out of the loop. So if you can keep me in touch with that side of gaming, that would be greatly appreciated. So we move on to our last topic uh, for the podcast. And like I said, we're going to talk about a world event which happened. And I'm sure you know of it. It was probably heard all around the world. But Queen Elizabeth II has passed. And it has mixed reactions. It has mourning and celebration. It has a, a very unified and diverse um, implementations upon the world and across communities and, and nations. And it's been interesting to watch. Now, me... In my lineage, um, I was born in America, you know, in Illinois, an American. But my own personal ancestors come from Europe, the Czech area, specifically Bohemia, when it did exist. Yes, I am Bohemian. I know exactly where my heritage is from. So, I'm not English. I don't have a single bit of English in me as far as I know. I have my, my Czech, my Bohemian side in me. I have German. I have French. And as far as I know, that's about it. I didn't do a, one of those DNA tests or anything of that nature. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of that type of European within me. As far as I know, I do not have any type of English or British heritage within my family. Which, you know, it is what it is. But I know that the queen 
is a figure that has just been <laughs> it's she's been a figure that's been standing for seven decades she's been she ruled england for 70 years that is unheard of absolutely unheard of and now uh king charles excuse me he's not going to be able to live up to that he's 70 something himself so there is an article that i have from the bbc news um, because i would not trust any type of american source to do any type of due diligence for the queen's passing and uh, I can read this article, but I don't think I'm going to, because I want to discuss more uh, who the queen was, what she represented, and why a lot of people are coming down upon the queen and are celebrating her death. And I think... People are overlooking many things, not only when it comes to the queen and when it comes to the crown and just the monarchy, but I think people are overlooking just politics and politicians in general. Uh, first of all, um, because the queen has passed and because she is such an iconic figure, I believe she deserves her own shot. I know that she passed away eight days ago now, and she passed away on um, uh, on Thursday, September 8th. Uh, so I need to give her uh, her own shot because she deserves it. Now, I'm the shot that I'm doing is, you know, Italian vodka. So it's not necessarily like the best due diligence to the Queen of England, but it's what I have right now. So I apologize, but here's to you, Queen Elizabeth. Requiescat pace, and long live the King. <sighs> so... You probably are thinking now uh, what I mean previously when I introduced this. What is it that people are overlooking or forgetting when it comes to politicians and when it comes to the queen? <clears throat> Sorry, hold on. Let me get some water in here. <sighs> okay. What I mean is that just like the president of the United States, the queen is just, you know, a figure. They're just a face, a representation of the government. They are not the government themselves. They do not point and choose and say and it goes that's a dictatorship 
What the queen was is just a figurehead. She represented England, she did the speeches, but she had limited control and power over the actual decisions of the country. And that was present even before her. Now, the pushes and the pulls that she did with the government of England, um, I'm trying to remember... It's not the cabinet. It's not. It's not Senate or anything of that nature. It's um. Oh God. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, Parliament. That's it. Yeah, Parliament. Parliament primarily discusses, arranges this and that of everything politically for England. She just reads about it. She hears about it. And she can see and understand and discuss with the prime minister exactly what is happening. She can levy her, her opinion. That's about it. Again, very limited push and pull as far as what she can do and what her say is as far as and how the government is run and the decisions which are made. She is not someone who is bloodthirsty. She is not someone who makes these decisions with a smile on her face every single time. More than likely, a lot of the things that she is being blamed for, for like the genocide of quote unquote genocide of Canadian natives and for all the wars which have happened under her reign may not have been her decision. She may have been opposing it, but she has to front as if she is in, in uniform with parliament. There is a person underneath all of that. The crown being the queen, being the king of England, comes with immense appearance of indifference. And that is where I think people forget that there is a person underneath that indifference, that facade, essentially. And the person that we will never know, we can only just hear and read about, is from, you know, the family. And of course, the family being royalty, they have to convey very little to us because they have to protect the crown and the intentions of parliament and the English government. I don't think the queen is a bad person. I don't think any of them are. I think maybe at times uh, they're a little spoiled, perhaps, but that's about it. It's a different culture. These people were raised in such a different way that we cannot imagine. People were, like, bashing the now king for um, wanting a servant to clear his desk, but that's how he learned like, that's, that's the environment that he grew up with. Me 
to myself, yeah, I can clear my own desk because no one else is going to, but that's what I grew up with. That's what I was conditioned and nurtured to know. No one else is going to clean up your mess unless you. They did not grow up with that. They grew up with servants, hand and foot. They probably, they still have people dressing them and undressing them because that's the culture that they grew up with. So honestly, I didn't get mad at Charles. It is Charles, right? Yes, King Charles III. I did not get mad at Charles for that because I understand that he comes from that upbringing. He comes from having servants everywhere he went for all of his life. So, to me, I don't think the queen is a bad person. I don't think she wanted many of these decisions to go through, but she had to support it because that's what the crown, the facade, demanded. The woman was a, a person, a human, someone with feelings, someone with their own thoughts. And we will never know what her true feelings and her story was when it came to many of these hard decisions. One woman against a room of Q-tips. And for those of you who don't know, I say Q-tips describing white, old, grade, or silver men. Or just old people, essentially. But she was just one woman against a bunch of Q-tips. And that was, you know, for 70 years she has been dealing with that. The pressures that she was probably under, we cannot imagine. So you can only imagine how that will take toll on the person. So she's lived with a lot. She's done a lot. And we'll see what King Charles does. But just keep in mind the difference of upbringing and the difference of who the person is and who and what the job is. They still live by very deep-seated traditions, and we do not. They are traditions, but they have become more liberated as far as what and how one represents themselves as well as the country. So, it's... It's a cultural shock. There are many staggering differences with how Americans and Canadians and just every nation around the world differs from the royal family and from the monarch itself. So that's what I will say to that. And I hope that's understandable. Whether or not you agree with me or disagree with me, that's fine. That's your free will and that's your right. But I think we need to take into consideration 
many things before we start casting judgmental stones against people that we don't know personally. The country, the entity of the country itself, perhaps, has done many things. The queen? Sure, some paperwork may have been signed. But how many times when she signed those things were her hands tied behind her back? That's something that we'll never know. Unless a whistleblower just writes a book detailing specifically all the behind-the-scenes stuff. We won't know. And so I think it's unfair for us to blame and judge the Queen for all of Britain's wrongdoing during her reign. So if you want to read the BBC news um, article to the Queen and to what it says here, and just this came out the day that she died, uh, I will certainly uh, include it in the description below. But just keep that in mind, if you will. I've had time to be able to reflect and think on it, and that's what I have concluded. Uh, my roommate, Queen Shelby, also known as Shelby, she has her own opinions about this, and it kind of resonates, if not fully resonates, with myself. I don't want to speak on her behalf. But we both think that more was at play other than her being the queen. She's not a dictator. It's a monarch. She has restraint and other people calling shots. That's it. That's it. I'm repeating myself. So, that is the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. And uh, I'll be back as soon as I can, whether it be, uh, let's see, the 23rd or the 30th. I don't know, in all honesty. I'll do my best to come back on the 23rd, but I'm not going to promise anything. So, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'll be back when I can. And until then, you stay strong. You keep improving yourself and you do what's best for you. Okay? So, good night, everyone. Sleep well, sweet dreams. Uh, make your bed. Read a book. Go, go out for a walk. And um, tell your loved ones that you're thinking about them and you love them. Until... Next time this podcast comes out, thank you for listening, and au revoir.